right there. It's good to be here this morning. Let's uh, go in the Lord in prayer. And I'm going to call on our pastor, Brother Steve. You don't mind doing some more prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for the privilege to be here this morning. God, we thank you for this good turnout, dear Lord. We thank you for our visitors that are here today, God. And we just pray, dear Heavenly Father, that we'd be here for no other reason than just to lift you up and do that, Lord, that you'd have us to do. And God, we pray, Lord, that if it falls our lot to try to stand and break the bread of life, that you'd have us behind the cross, God. Please give us the words to say, Lord. We pray, Lord, that we'd not add to or take away from your precious word that we preach and teach that God to be a leader in our sight. Lord, if you'd have it to be a testimony service, God, I pray that you just lead God and direct in that. Lord, if you'd have one of our other brothers, uh, if it falls their lot to preach, God, just give them that, Lord, they stand in need of it and make preaching easy for them. But God, most of all, we pray that whatever the need might be in this service, God, that need to be met. Lord, if there's any lost and undone without you, God, that they've come and believed and saved of their soul. Yes. If there's any doubt and out or discouraged, whatever the problem might be, Lord, we pray that they find that, Lord, they stand in need of. Be with those, God, that's sick and afflicted. Thank you for all you've given and done for us in our most precious name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. My voice is a little bit cracky in here. Not very strong this morning. So it's page uh, 110. 110. Yeah. 
come up here and help me sing. My voice is tired. <coughs> Sister Jess, come up and help me. Okay. <laughs> Bless your mother. Yes. I heard, uh, there's a song that my granny used to sing all the time when she was in the kitchen cleaning and stuff like that. And I heard it again. I was trying to Facebook and heard some guys singing it. But she walks with me. Like in the garden. Uh -huh. Is, uh, have y'all seen that? I don't, I can't find it in these books. Did y'all have that? Yeah, in the garden? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, she actually walks with me. I come to the garden a lot. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's in the garden. Yeah, This is a great song right here. Yes. You need to just, uh, you know, meditate on the words of this song.
for that choice. You know, it's so good to have a, you know, someone is always with us no matter what. He's always walking with us through the, through the rough times and through the good times. God is always there. And He's always just got His hand out and His loving arms around you. And what a wonderful feeling that is. And he's always got his church, he's all around his church too. Yes, he does. And what a loving church family that we have. And we are so blessed. Have such a wonderful loving church family. I was talking about that in our Sunday school. It's so good. You know, it's exciting to come to church. It's so good to come to church. And, and uh, you know what? Um, you know, I've been to church before and at other churches and I don't want to put them down or anything, but you know, it, it just didn't, it was just hard to get up and go to church. <laughs> it was hard to get up and go to church because of, I just felt like I wasn't getting fed. But you know, God has placed us here and we're so wonderfully blessed to have such a pastor that we have and what a wonderful church again, what a wonderful church family that we have that we can come and bring our burdens and bring things to each other and pray for each other. You know, again, we pray for each other this morning in Sunday school and, and we pray for each other in our, uh, our prayer time in the morning. But you know, it's so good to, to have someone that we can pray to. And, uh, and it's a, it just, again, to have a church, wonderful church family. <coughs> and uh, does anybody have a word you'd like to share? You know, um, you know, I just uh, just look back and, and just see how God has worked in, in my life, you know, made me stronger by being here, and I'm so blessed by that. Thank, thank you, Jeff, for coming up here. Hey, Hey, Jess, don't let me say in there. Five or five, he touched me. <coughs> <coughs> saying after this and he touched me.
that we come up and share some.
this week with Jace to the eye doctor because he has unequal pupils well of course me being in the medical field my mind goes to wrong places um, so I asked that y'all pray for him and he has up another upcoming surgery he's been through a lot in his six months of life but um, he dries your tears and he's with you every step of the way no matter where you've been or where you've gone he's always with you Sister Kayla, she broke down there at the end of that song, and I've often thought, boy, I wish I could, wish I could preach it and sing it like I feel it. Yeah, know, get it out. Well, what a blessing! What a blessing yeah. that is. And, yeah. uh, boy, it's good to see this good number uh, this morning, and even with a lot of our uh, our home folks that are out today and traveling and different things going on, it's good to see you. 
here today. And we hope that you've already received a blessing uh, uh, since you've been here. And uh, I prayed a while ago that uh, whatever the need is that anybody has in their life, that they would uh, find that need met. And, and uh, because I know a man that can, and uh, I don't underestimate him. He can do, he can do anything today, and uh, and I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that I've never brought him a problem too small, and I've never brought him one too big, and uh, he's uh, he's the great physician today, and he wants to help each and every one of us. So I want to encourage you today that. Um, I don't know a lot of people's needs. A lot of people don't know my needs, but uh, God knows all about it. And you ain't got to paint him a picture. He knows. All he wants you to do is trust in him and believe that he'll handle your problems for you uh, today. Good to have all of our visitors with us, the uh, Littletons and the Batemans. And uh, good to have uh, Zilly and Miranda here with us today. And and uh, we just want y'all to make yourself at home. And we thank you for, for, for being here with us today. And uh, I've got some uh, verses of scripture I'd like to read over in Numbers, uh, the 21st chapter. Numbers, the 21st uh, chapter. Um, and it's good to see the Green family back with us here. They've, been, they've had some sickness and it's good to have them uh, uh, back with us today, and, uh, and please remember all these that are that are that are sick. Some facing procedures and surgeries and different things. But in the twenty-first uh, chapter of Numbers, this is a very familiar passage of Scripture that I have I have no doubt preached on it before and. And, um, and, and heard it taught on. And uh, sometimes we preachers, if we get to scripture that we've preached on before, the old devil will give us a little bit of a hard time about that. But uh, I come to the conclusion that he has no say so over church, uh, the church today. And he has no say so in the message or what goes on here. He's, he's completely uh, uninvited. Uh, somebody said you're being mean preacher uh, he's uninvited to have a part <laughs> with us today but uh, but I'm glad that uh, whatever God leads if we'll just do that put our faith and trust in him uh, today that uh, uh, he'll always take care of everything but in the 21st uh, chapter of numbers uh, and this is when uh, Moses was at one of the times that he was leading the children of Israel and they were going through their kind of ups and downs. But it said that uh, in the first verse, and when King Arad, the Canaanite, which dwelt in the south, heard tell that Israel came by the way of the spies, then he fought against Israel and took some of them prisoners. And Israel vowed a vow unto the Lord and said, if thou will indeed deliver this people into my hand, then I will utterly destroy their cities. And the Lord hearkened to the voice of Israel and delivered up the Canaanites, and they utterly destroyed them and their cities. And he called the name of the place Hormah. 
and they journeyed uh, from Mount Hor. And I want you to, uh, as, I, as I finish reading here these next few verses, I want you to keep in mind that, that they had asked God to help them to deliver an enemy into their hands, and the Lord did that, and they defeated this enemy. So things are kind of things are kind of up on the mountaintop. Listen how quickly things change. Uh, and it said, and they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom, and the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And the people spake against God and against Moses, Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water. And our soul uh, loatheth this light bread. The Bible said that the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people, and the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent, set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that every one that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole and it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man when he beheld the serpent of brass he lived and I believe I'm going to stop uh, reading right there and, uh, and, and, and we can see that uh, uh, the children of Israel had, uh, had a high moment there where uh, they had asked God to help them with something he helped them with it and, uh, but it didn't take very long till that became old news. Mm -hmm. and, and the Bible said that they uh, became discouraged in the way. I don't know how much long after that the Lord had helped them here that they got discouraged, but I know a lot of times we as Christians, it don't take us very long to go from the mountaintop uh, to get discouraged. It don't take us long. And... Uh, Brother Michael taught us in Sunday school, uh, and I believe in the lesson, it taught us to be stable through the good and the bad times, to be consistent and to be stable because good times are coming and also bad times are coming too. And it's how we react to those as to how uh, uh, is the, is, it depends on the joy that we have in our life or if we're going to live a life of of, of depression, if we're going to live a life of uh, down and out and discouragement, if we're going to start blaming God uh, for everything that goes on uh, in our life as the children of Israel uh, begin to do here, not only did they blame God, uh, but they blame Moses for following God. They, they so, uh, uh, and I've heard folks uh, say, well, uh, 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 I don't like this person or I don't like that person because of this or that. Uh, uh, but I'm going to tell you today, it didn't take long for these folks to begin to murmur and complain. Now, I want you to understand uh, that when it said here that there was no water or no light bread uh, here in, the, in, in, in where they were at, God was not starving these people to death. Amen. He was providing for them uh, that that they needed. Amen. I heard somebody say one time that over in the Garden of Eden, 
the, that Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve had everything that they needed, just not everything they wanted. And so that was what was going on here uh, when Moses was leading these people. Uh, uh, they had everything they needed, just not everything uh, that they wanted. So they begin to complain and they begin to wish that they was left over there in the Egyptian bondage. And I don't know why they were so excited about that because you can go back and read over there what they were going through and what the taskmasters were putting them through. Uh, they were slaves and they were forced to do work beyond what a man should uh, was capable of doing. And, but they wanted to go back over there to that because they felt like Moses had led them over into the wilderness to starve them uh, to death over there. And that was the last thing uh, that God led them into the wilderness to do. He had a place for them, uh, a, place for a promised land uh, for them. And this was just part of the journey, the 40 years in the wilderness. But I want you to know how that God provided everything how that they needed. A lot of times uh, we want the assurance uh, to be able to look ahead into the future and to know uh, uh, that we're going to be provided for uh, when we get retirement age. A lot of us worry ourselves sick about uh, what we're going to do when we turn uh, 62 or 65 or 67. Are we going to have enough uh, to sustain ourselves? Is our retirement going to be enough? And I realize today uh, uh, that you and I need to make plans for that. Uh, uh, but I'm going to tell you when it comes to God today, uh, uh, you don't have to worry uh, about what He's got in store for you. Uh, uh, he's not going to let you uh, uh, sit by the wayside uh, and starve to death. Uh, uh, but He's willing to fill you spiritually today. Uh, I've never missed a meal. Uh, I tell you, it's not because I, I didn't deserve to. Uh, but I've never missed a meal. Uh, I've never sat in my house uh, and had raindrops uh, uh, fall on my head. Uh, I've never been in a place uh, uh, where I couldn't get warm. Uh, I couldn't get cool enough. Uh, I tell you what, uh, I found that if he's concerned about the little sparrow that flies around, how much more does he love you and I today? And cares for you and I today. Amen. But let's get back to where we were. And the Bible said uh, that the Lord told Moses these people uh, had been bitten by the fire serpents. The Bible said that some of them died. And I imagine that the bite from this fire serpent was probably a uh, venomous poison. Uh, I think these fiery serpents were around the whole time. I think up to now they hadn't bothered the people very much. You see, God can take the bad things in this world and He can allow them uh, uh, to come to us and cause us some problems today. I want you to understand, somebody said, Preacher, you're serving a different God than I am. I'm going to tell you something today. I believe that in America, uh, when we begin to get uh, 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 content and set in our ways and just in a, a if it feels good uh, do it society I believe God can allow things uh, to happen to us amen because I want you to understand that the devil's over there uh, just licking his lips uh, waiting today to try to come in and destroy us and all God has to do is lift that hedge just a little bit let's do 
So it angered God that the people began to complain about Moses. I believe it angered him more that they began to complain about him. Yeah. <laughs> and so the Bible said that he allowed, he sent these uh, fiery serpents and they come in there and they bit them or stung them. I don't know what they did, but they, they did something that caused these people a lot of pain and sickness and even death to a lot of them. And all of a sudden, these people went from uh, uh, lambasting God and lambasting uh, uh, Moses, and they began to humble themselves. Amen. A lot of times when things are going really good in our life, if we're not careful, we'll become more dependent upon man than we do God. But when things go south, we get to looking for some help from God. And that's exactly what these folks did. And they came to Moses and they did the right thing. They didn't say, Moses, God sent these fire serpents and we didn't deserve to be stung by them and it's, it's just tormenting us. Can you do something about it? But they came to Moses and they said, we have seen We've seen The first thing that a person has to acknowledge today. You know why a lot of folks are not getting saved today? Because they're not confessing to God that they're sinners. We've got to realize that everybody wants to go to heaven. Nobody's crazy enough not to want to. But a lot of people ain't scared enough not to go to heaven. Bless him, Lord. <coughs> so these people came to Moses. I believe they were heartbroken. I believe they were godly sorrow. Yeah. And they came and they told him. They asked God that he would remove these fiery serpents from us. The Bible said that God told Moses, he said, take a serpent, a brass, Put it up on top. Have the people come. And as they come, anybody that was bitten by the serpent. I don't think they were all bitten. I don't. God has a remnant of people that's going to be right. And God's not going to take out on you for my sins to Whatever one that had been bitten, he said, when you look up on the serpent, you'll be healed. So in other words, if you've been bitten and you're fixing to die, if you'll look up at this brazen serpent that Moses bit, you'll be healed. The Bible says that they did that. And God kept his work. Everyone that looked up to that was healed. Reckon why. Moses made a brass serpent in the likeness of the fiery serpents. The thing that came and actually caused these people all this harm and all this pain, they're asked to look up at it for redemption. You ever thought about that? I think maybe he was wanting to look up. This was a type and a shadow, I believe, of, of the Christ. 
of the healing power of Jesus Christ. For some reason, God chose to send Jesus in the form of sinful man. He was without sin, but he came in the form of sinful man. As a ransom for you and I today, as our only hope. And boy, if we in America today and across this world, if we would begin to look up Come on. from which cometh our help yeah. today, amen, we'd be healed. We're living in a world today where folks have been bitten by sin. We've been bitten. And with that comes a death sentence. Some of those folks were sick for a while and died. Some of them may have died right away. But mankind has been bitten. Bitten. And the only hope that you and I have today, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, yeah. so shall the Son of Man be lifted up. I'm afraid today that sometimes we just ain't lifting him up. Come on, preacher. And I realize that when Jesus uh, uh, talked about himself being lifted up, he was referring and he was telling his disciples and he was referring to the death that he was fixing to endure, being lifted up upon the cross. But he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Amen. So today, if we could just look up unto Jesus. Now I'm going to tell you what happened with this brazen serpent that Moses made. That wasn't the end of the story of that brazen serpent. Later on, when Hezekiah became king, the children of Israel were in a mess. They were, they, they were, everything was going on. They was worshiping anything they could buy. They had idol gods. They had everything going on. And one little tribe of them had that same brazen serpent that Moses had made way back over there in the book of Numbers. Had that same brazen serpent on the pole. And they had set that thing up. And they had commenced to worship in that thing. The Bible said they were burning incense to it. They probably said, well, Moses made it, and God told him to make it, and when we looked up, we were healed, so I guess we can worship him. Thank God for kings like Hezekiah. He went out there, and he broke that thing all to pieces. Yes. They began to worship the creature more than the creator. All that thing was was a type and a shadow of looking up to Christ. Looking up to God. That's all that that thing was. It was made in the image of the fiery serpent that bit him. Jesus was made in our image. And he came down to this earth and he lived some 33 years, walked this earth, preached his own everlasting gospel. Never seen. Never seen. Did he get angry, preacher? Yes, sir. 
find out what happened when they was having a yard sale over at the church. <laughs> Amen. He didn't take kindly to that. And I've often said this in the church I pastored. I'll do anything with you. But you start selling from this place, <laughs> this pastor's gone. Amen. I'm going to tell you, if we'll lift our eyes, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Well, I wish I knew all that song. I wouldn't put y'all through it, but that is something that you think about that. There's so many times that, and I'm learning as I get older and I've been a Christian for longer and longer, Sister Linda, I'm turning my eyes to him more than I ever have. And I know y'all are. Amen. When the storms of life are raging, look up. When the doctor says, this is the last thing that we can do. Look up. When your family has got problems in it, like David's family had, and there's nothing that tortures a mom or a daddy or a grandmother or granddaddy more than family trouble. I know. I know. We got some folks in our family that some won't even speak to one another. And that's been Thanksgiving after Thanksgiving, Christmas after Christmas. My side of the family, not religious. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're tormented with that, look up. Bless you. For what's coming to your help today. Yeah. The Bible said that Jesus. I believe it was over in the in the book of Luke. The Bible said that Jesus witnessed people casting in money into the treasury. And the ones that had a lot of money were casting money into the treasury. And he happened to notice a poor widow woman. Now I don't a lot of y'all may know what a mite is worth. I really don't, but I take it that it's a very, very little bit. The Bible said that she cast two mites in to the treasure. And all these other people were casting in probably a right smart amount of money. But Jesus took notice that she gave all that she had. And he told his disciples basically that she has put more in there because she gave all that she had. And some of them began to question him and they pointed over there to the temple and they said uh, basically they wanted him to explain why the temple had precious stones on it and, and, and gifts around it. I think maybe they were trying to pin him in a corner. You're talking about the poor and giving to the poor, and here's the temple over here that looks like the Taj Mahal. Jesus said the days will come when one of these stones will not be on another. Earthquakes, famines, 
wars, rumors of wars. He began to tell them what was going to take place in the last days. Amen. Somebody said, boy, I dread us getting to them last days. You better look around. We're in the last of the last days, I believe. He began to tell them that there would be families that would turn again one another. Amen. Daughters against mothers, sons against fathers. Wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes in divers places. But all through that, he told them not to fear. Don't be dismayed. You know, when not long ago when Israel was attacked, and I was heartbroken. You know, it breaks my heart that they were attacked over there. But we as God's people didn't go crazy. Our, our Sunday school teacher, Brother Michael, encouraged us. He said, just hang on. This is all part God's plan. So you see, while the world is desperately panicking, we as God's people can be as cool as a cucumber during these times. But Jesus went on to say, when he was telling them about these last times, he said, and when these things begin to come, the earthquakes, the famine, Families hating one another. Always, when they begin to come, he said, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. There's never been a time that we need to look up to God. If you want to try to fight this battle on your own, if you want to try to take on Satan by yourself, you're no match for him today. And he will win. He will win. But if you'll look up to God today, get your instruction from him. All the demons in this world can't overcome you. Can't overcome you. I lived a lot of my life in fear. Even after I saved, I'd let every problem that I had cause fear to me. And I'd try to work it out myself and try to, try to see what I could do to get out of it. And, and But praise God through the church, it taught me to look up. Look up to Him. I've had people tell me, that's out of your control. You've got to look to God. And he's your only hope. He's the only one that can help you. If we'll look to him, he'll do that. Let me say this in closing. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. David was a man after God's own heart, but he was not a perfect man. And when David sinned, some people call it his great sin, 
I think it was pointed out this morning that no sin is any greater than the other. Some will, some will have more consequences that come with them than others. But when David committed sin in adulterous relationship with Bathsheba, he brought trouble into his family that I'm sure he never thought that would brought. I'm not talking about trouble that just went a day or two. I'm talking about trouble that went for years and generations. But the Bible teaches us that when David realized that he was the cause of that, the Lord let him know that whatever he asked for, he had given him. And he, the prophet told him, David, if you would have asked for for all these things, God would have given it to me. But you went and took what you were forbidden to take. And he told David, as if that's not bad enough, all these people that had confidence in you, all these people that considered you the godly man that you are, you have given them occasion to blaspheme God. You see these preachers everybody had confidence in and they they, uh, they make a mistake and, and, and a lot of damage is done by that. Yeah. I want to encourage you to be so close to God that whether your pastor makes a mistake or whether your television preacher you like makes a mistake that you're close enough to God that you will overcome that. Amen. Amen. But you're looking up for leadership and guidance. So what did David do? The Bible said that he went to the temple over there. He went back to God. He looked up to get his help. Get his help. So please, I want to encourage you today, put your life in the church somewhere. Don't I hear it all the time, preacher, I can live as good at home as I can with the house of God. That's a lie of the devil, you know. I try that. And I try to tell people that. With a, with a straight face. Looking up to the Lord means putting your life in the Lord. And if you'll put your life in the church, you don't have to be this church. Somewhere where born-again baptized believers have congregated together for no other reason than just to look up and follow His Amen. leadership and His guidance. Amen. I'm going to say this in closing. I was at an ordination the other day. Brother Bobby was there. And Brother Curtis Ray Atkinson was preaching the charge to the church and to the candidate. And he said, I, and y'all know Brother Kurt, those of you that don't. Uh, he said, I'm so sick and tired of folks saying, the Lord's leading me to do this and the Lord's leading me to do that and the Lord ain't in a hundred miles of it. The Lord does lead. He wants to lead. But when we make up something that we want it to be, and we say the Lord led us to do this, 
They ain't nothing to it. The Lord doesn't lead people to jump from church to church to church to church. Amen. The Lord leads folks to get established yes. somewhere. God. The Lord may move you at some time or another, but He's not going to do you like this. No. He ain't going to do you like You can't get established like that. And then the devil will tell you, I don't know how I got off on this, but the devil will tell you, well, I've gone here and I've gone there and uh, I don't feel the Lord's presence. I'm not getting fed over here. I don't feel the Lord's presence here. Maybe, maybe the Lord's just telling me to just go home and read my Bible. Not the God I'm serving. He said, forsake not the assembly of yourselves We're here for a reason, folks. We're here to lift him up. And then when we lift him up, we're here to look up. And you may look up at Congregational Methodist preacher friend of mine, when he was young, he was preaching a revival. And he was trying to get started and he was having a hard time getting it in gear. I've been there, you have too, preacher. You read your scripture and then you're ready to start preaching and all of a sudden you just can't get it out of park. He, he said, I got to mumbling around there. He said, I couldn't remember what the thought was. And he said, a little sainted lady in the back of the He said, after I embarrassed myself there for two or three minutes, said, a little sainted lady in the back of the church said, she got up. She said, preacher, lift him up. <laughs> Just lift him up. And the thought come to him, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. And he said, I took that thought. He said, I preached for about 40 minutes as hard as I could preach. I gotta lift him up. I lift him up. The world cannot see him in us. That's what we lift him up. Amen. Oh, thank God for our Sunday school lesson this morning. The kind words to save somebody when you don't have to. When you just when you just do it to help somebody else. Lift him up. You'll lift him up today. and then look up. If you're here today and you've been bitten, we've all been bitten, but if you've been bitten and you hadn't looked up to get your redemption, to get saved, I'll just put it that way. If you've not looked up, this will be a good time to come. Spill it out to the Lord. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to tell the church nothing. You just spill it out to God. Look up, and He'll heal you. Amen. He'll save you. And if you're struggling with something today, listen to me. If you're struggling with something today, and you're you can't you can't seem to turn it loose, look up, look up, and turn it over to Him. And I promise you, they on the authority of God's Word, He'll heal you. He'll heal you. Do you realize He can make tomorrow a far brighter day than today? But I'll go further than that. He can take today 
And if you'll look to Him, He can brighten it up for the rest of the day for you. But you gotta, you got to look to Him. you got to look to Him. Don't be, a, don't be a haphazard Christian today. Boy, this seems to be going back to last week's message. A week before, I don't know. Don't. Go in head first. Look up to Him. He'll counsel you on what kind of occupation to get into. He'll counsel you on what to major in in college. He'll counsel you on who to marry. Great chair. Yeah. He'll counsel you on budgeting your checkbook. Oh, now preach out, boy. He will. He will. He'll counsel you on how to be a good father, a good mother, a good husband, <coughs> and a good wife. All by looking up to you. All by looking up. Come get us a song, brother Way. Bless you. Everybody stand, if you will. Amen. And I want to encourage you Pray. Pray. that this altar is open. <laughs> And, and, and if the Holy Spirit is inviting you to come and pray, you come and pray. Please don't take home. If you came in with a ball and chain, please don't carry it home with you. Leave it right here. If you'll do that, if you'll do that, you can have peace. Look up to Him. Go ahead.